1: Learn more at marines.com Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh, the home of powerful conversations. I'm Elliot Reeves and my guest today is James English. James is a podcaster, documentary maker, comedian, model and former star of Glasgow-based reality TV show Glow. Your Anything Goes podcast features the hard-hitting real-life stories of sports people, comedians, actors, criminals, porn stars and politicians as you explore topics from murder, depression and suicide to sex, love and comedy. In a short space of time, your show has been viewed and listened to across social media more than half a million times. Your latest documentary sees you sleep on the streets in your hometown of Glasgow for seven days and nights, bringing to light the desperation and tragedy of being homeless at Christmas, and shows the plight and passion of people from both sides of the problem. James, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, brother. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it must feel quite unique for you to be on that side of yeah. things rather than in the the, the driver's yeah, seat, right?
0: It, it feels weird, <laughs> but it feels good also. I yeah. can just kick back and relax, and I've not got the pressures. Are.
1: Yeah. yeah, asking the questions, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously doing this yourself, you'll know the script. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can start, I mean, really kind of going back to your your early life, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. I suppose what that kind of overall experience was like for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I grew up in a
0: place called Posto in Glasgow, which is, he says earlier, yeah, it's one of the deprived yeah. areas in the United Kingdom. It's a rough, rough place, so you need to grow up faster. You're surrounded by drink, drugs, violence, violence. Um, but I always had good parents, always kept on the street now. They were good people, let's say, they weren't alcoholics or uh, addicted to drink, uh, drugs. Um, but for me, the five people you surround yourself with was the five people you become. So I was surrounded yeah. with drink, drugs and violence. So it became normal for me. It became a normal life. Um, I grew up in a place called Stonyhurst Street, which is, listen, there's great people there. Mm-hmm. They're fucking nuts, <laughs> but they're good people. Um, they didn't know, they're none the wiser to outskirts of what's happening outside of that world so okay everyday survival mode you don't get much food um it's scrimping skating balls all the time but we did what we could um and I was lucky enough to be a good football player okay. at the ages of nine and ten um get picked up with Hibs. we kind of moved from a place called Stonehurst Street but a hundred yards away is a place called Clarence Street which is away because the place we stayed was like tenement buildings it was like six in a block six houses but it was full circle of me madness and mayhem you're talking about stolen cars people sleeping on the closes. Okay. um it was wild it was crazy but we moved to a place called clarence street and i was lucky enough to get into my football career then so that was good uh i had a bit of a gift at the football but signed for hubs and then i thought it was a jack lad thought i knew everything mm-hmm. um no fuck all <laughs> um signed for hubs come through to edinburgh all the girls I played for the first team, uh, I was only playing under-16s, under-18s, but I liked the night lifestyle, I, and then I started drinking, and then for ages of 16, 17, I started getting into the drugs, gambling, womanising, and then life kind of spiralled out of control from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think that way of life is typical for people that, you know, like footballers who are making wages and they're looking for things they're going to spend it on? Yeah, it's Is just... Is it a cultural thing? Yeah, yeah, well, I was going to the bookies with some
0: of the players at 16. Um, I'd been gambling, thinking about it. I'd been gambling for about five years old. Um used to play fruit machines with my gran. Really? I, they didn't really realise the extent. My dad used to take us to a place called Shawfield, which was a dog track. He used to put, like, 50 pence bets on for me, mm-hmm. not realising the, the effect it would have when you got older because then it becomes an addiction. So for me, all those addictions that I had, I was craving that dopamine So Mm -hmm. when you put a bet on, it releases dopamine in your brain, which is equivalent to heroin. Mm -hmm. So if your life doesn't feel that good, if you place a bet, then you're high, you're buzzing. Once that bet goes, your life feels shit. You don't feel important anymore, so you're constantly craving that bet, or either the drink or the cocaine, you're craving that dopamine, because it puts you in a high and your life feels good. But looking back, it was all the insecurities, it was all the misery I was going through, that that stuff was an escapism. So... Yeah, the gambling became a major issue. That was one of my major problems, was the gambling Yeah. at that age, from, like I say, the football, because it's socially acceptable. You think it's okay, mm-hmm. but looking back, it wasn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, just to pick up on, uh, I, I wrote down a quote, Postal Park named in a study as the most deprived area in the United Kingdom since 1971. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea. At The extent of that, I mean, what to, to try and paint a picture for people that are maybe watching or listening. I mean, what is it like?
0: Yeah, it was uh stolen cars, um, houses getting set on fire, a lot Seriously? of gang fights. Yeah, yeah, um, just survival mode. It was a. Uh, it was it was wild, it was crazy. But think, but when you grew up in that life, it seemed it seemed normal, it seemed to fine. It, Thinking yeah. back now, um, so many people, so many deaths, I've seen, so many people getting murdered, suicide, um drug overdose and like i say all these addictions are problems they can come down from generation to generation it can be your dna Mm -hmm. not necessarily do these things you're a bad person Mm -hmm. if you're taking drink or drugs if you're gambling or if you've got anger issues that's a defence mechanism. Even the anger, all my friends, who, if I'm honest, they're, they're crazy, but they're good people. Mm-hmm. What happens is, because they're protect, protecting their heart, people are fragile. Yeah. So, if I become loud, if I'm scary, and if I create f- fear on everybody, then they can't hurt me. So, it's a defence mechanism for people to act aggressive because they are scared of getting hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've, like, I've spoken to my friend and he says, um, he was scared of everything but fear to nothing. Mm-hmm. Which is which mm. is, makes sense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it, like, it's a defence mechanism for people to back off, keep away from me. I'll become the angriest man in the world because I'm scared of getting hurted myself. Mm-hmm. But like I say, it was a great, it's a great place and I've got to thank it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've got to thank everything I've done because like I say, it's led us to harm today.
1: But how, how do you maintain a level of sanity when you're around that level, that many stressors? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's
0: Until you get out of that circle... Mm-hmm. until you get out of that small box. We're all living in a small box and we're all like comfort. So we surround, if you're drinking, you surround yourself with drinkers. If you're taking drugs, you surround yourself with taking drugs. If you're gambling, you surround yourself with gamblers because if you do that, life doesn't seem as, seem as bad because you think everybody does it. But when you come out and go, shit, man, yeah. I've got all these problems. Yeah. It's a lonely journey to change. Um, but like I say, people can change and people can create the life that they want, which is a good thing also. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've clearly been into the sort of personal developments type stuff. Uh-huh. Um, we'll come back to that a little bit later on. I'll be yeah, interested yeah. to hear uh, that your sort of journey into that. I mean, tell me a bit about your kind of career. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, what were your aspirations when you started out and kind of what, where did it kind of take you? Well, I had the football. The football mm-hmm. was good. I played for Hibs, but then it went for Hibs. I think it was
0: Partick Thistle, Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. And then it went Albion Rovers and then it went Junior. So I just nose-dived because my fitness wasn't there, the dedication, the ability was there. Mm-hmm. The dedication wasn't there. Like I say, I like to women, I like to drink because it felt good for me. It felt normal, realising I'll always make it. I always had that mentality, I'll make it anyway. But the boys who maybe not had the ability of me went right by me because the dedication, the fitness levels, my fitness levels, nose-dived while theirs just kept rising yeah. and rising. Uh-huh. So by the time I 21, left the football, and then for about 10 years, man, my life was a party. My life was a blur. Um,
1: so when did that start?
0: Uh, 21 started getting serious out of the cocaine. Started okay. the chat at the weekend and then the sociable, the drink, the drugs. Um was uh, Friday, Saturday, but then it came Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oof. And then my dad, dad he got down. I got to jail, actually. I was in prison at 23. I got six months in Berlin. What for? For uh, driving offences. Okay caught three times uh, driving out disqualified right I thought like I say it's nothing charged my lawyer says look you'll be fine I'll see you at lunchtime I was on the bus out of Berlin at 23 um myself mm-hmm. scared like I say playing the big man card and as if I never had a care in the world but you're terrified mm-hmm. because you're thinking shit man I'm going to get pumped in here because I was a good-looking I was a good li- guy. <laughs> I was a good-looking guy. <laughs> good guy, do you know what I mean? I had uh, the gift of the gab and I'm thinking, yeah. I've watched all these films for years, but yeah. as soon as I went in there, I really, it it's probably the worst thing that could happen because as soon as I was in there, everybody from Posse was there. Okay. So I knew the majority of the people in there. I was a party boy around Glasgow, so I knew the majority of people. So that felt at home. It felt so weird. It just felt like a big boot camp. We had football every day. We had the gym. But while I was in the gym, uh, while I was in the jail, my dad got diagnosed with leukemia, um, mm-hmm. so I came out, my head was up my ass, my best pal hung himself, and then I had two girls pregnant at the same time, so this was at 23, I didn't know how to deal with those pains and struggles, so for me, it was a drink of drugs, it was escapism for me, mm-hmm. because when people seen me at the weekend, I was a life and soul at the party, I, I used to pick people's spirits up, no realising I was giving everybody else my energy, that my energy was low, so during the week... It then became Valium. It then became uh, weed mm-hmm. to balance it out. So yeah. I was so high at the weekend, mm-hmm. so low. I used to smoke <laughs> and take Valium, and it used to kind of balance me out again to kind of get through those darker days. Mm-hmm. I Had too much pride to ask for help. Always thought I never thought I needed help. Always thought I'm not that bad. But like I say, it was a very dark place for me for ten years, nine, ten years.
1: Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and how bad did things get? When did you hit, <clears throat> excuse me, when did you hit rock bottom?
0: When I turned 30, mm-hmm. when I turned 30, it was a turning point for me. Um, that's when I realised I've got more to give here. I'm not getting any younger. I've got two kids. And the last thing I wanted me to look up was a dad has been a, a waster. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Somebody that they don't respect. So for me, I changed. <clears throat> I wrote it down. Um sat in my sister's room. Um, drink, drugs. I was never an alcoholic but mm-hmm. the drink for me led to the coke <laughs> yeah, and then it led to the lying, the cheating and then when you're so low it was like that many problems gambling as well so when I turned 30 I wrote it down I remember in my, I remember it as clear as day in my sister's room in our house um, drink, drugs, gambling even the womanising because everything I was doing I was searching to fulfil a void in me
1: yeah.
0: to, to fulfil em- a loneliness and an emptiness that I've had for <laughs> so long Um and then once she accept that this isn't the thing to do, because every time I was doing that, I was becoming more disconnected. Mm-hmm. So wrote it all down in three, four months. I became clean, went cold turkey on everything. Let like us say it was never heroin or um, mm-hmm. crack. Or, it was cocaine, but let like us say Valium and weed. My central nervous system was fucked. And because I've been telling that many lies for years through the gambling addiction, mm-hmm. um, stealing, lying, doing bad things to create the money to get that fix, I didn't know who I was. I was so lost. Um, So I changed and wrote it all down. After three, four months, I started getting clarity. I had a lot of bad dreams, a lot of nightmares, Mm -hmm. my conscience, all the the stuff I'd done in the past, um, treating people like shit and lying. But I changed and after the four months, I started getting clarity. I started doing running. I started really getting into the mindset and figuring out who I was again. Mm -hmm. And it was a lonely, lonely journey. Um, But I'd done the changes. I made the sacrifices and I've been blessed to... To make those changes man some i was I done a reiki course I became a reiki master, which is like healing energy, and yeah, the woman said it was a spiritual awakening I had okay she says I was blessed because for me, if you'd knew me then to now man it's it's black and white yeah mm mm-hmm.
1: but it's, I think people have this idea that a spiritual awakening is just suddenly they just feel divine and it's amazing, but it can be scary as well yeah it's painful. taking that path because mm-hmm. it's very lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: a lonely journey. The last three, four years is... It's a lonely journey. People don't understand that. Mm-hmm. When I was changing at the start, I felt like fucking Jesus. I was <laughs> preaching to everybody. Yeah. This is the way to go. This is amazing. Don't drink. Don't do this. <laughs> people were like, shut up. Yes, crackpot. I felt like, mm-hmm. I felt amazing. And I just wanted the people to feel the same as well. But what I was doing with preaching was pushing everybody away. I was pushing everybody away and they were going, he's becoming a pain in the ass. But I just wanted the people to f- Feel the way I was feeling because I felt amazing. It made me realise all that shit I was doing was wrong, and we don't need to accept it because all my friends they accept that life that it's okay to do that at the weekend. But you're hiding from something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're hiding from something. To any if it's not natural, you're taking away from whatever it is you're going through. For me, I faced it head on. So now for me, it's to keep my light shining bright. If I keep my light shining bright, then it guides everybody else out of the darkness. Because people now ask me questions. How did you change? Why did you change? Mm-hmm. And when I have changed, like I say, actions speak louder than words. My results speak for themselves. Because yeah. at the time I felt as if I had to show everybody that I changed. Now I just act. I do. And then people go, he has changed. And then that's when I get the messages. How did you change? And then I can guide them where to go for help. Instead of the preaching kind yeah. of side of it. Yeah. But I just felt as if I had to tell everybody I've changed. I became a better person. Listen, I ain't a monk or a saint. I still fuck up and I still probably do things I go, I shouldn't do that. But my am I feel as if yeah. I'm two steps ahead of everybody else. I feel as if I'm on this path and I'm untouchable and nobody can tell me otherwise.
1: Where does that confidence come from?
0: Being clean and sober. Yeah. Being clean and sober. Um, educating myself. Knowledge is power. So, I, I don't read books. I listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. My attention span isn't the greatest. If I read a page, I go, "What the fuck did I read that? <laughs> but I can still work on that where I will... I should be getting used to it, but I prefer the audio book and I get the earphones in and I listen, I seem to pick up more. I pick up more and I go, oh, that makes sense. But not necessarily my journey is right for everybody else. Yeah. People might look and go, hmm, he's a fucking crackpot, you- I'm going to stick to the drinking drugs, which is fine, but like I say, I'm talking from experience. I'm not reading from books here. I'm talking from the dark places I've
1: been. So what would you say to somebody who was in, you know, was doing the things that you were doing Five ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I just
0: ask them to be honest with herself. Is this going to enhance your career? Is this going to take you to places where you know you can go to? Mm-hmm. Just ask yourself. Is that should I be surrounding myself with these people? Like I say, you're not a bad person because you do bad shit. It's just certain circumstances conditioning you into that person to have that life, mm-hmm. and it can happen to anybody. You can. I know people who's multi-millionaires out there that're suicidal, mm-hmm. and yet I know people with nothing that are the best people in the world. Mm-hmm. I put a post up the other week saying, listen, the real wealth of a person isn't with a the money they have in the bank or the material possessions they have, the real wealth of a person is how much good they bring into the world. Mm -hmm. And you can do things for free. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And we're so caught up in the world through materialism, through social media, that we forget what's really important. Mm -hmm. For me personally, it's the gift in life is given. Because as soon as you help someone, not only does that person feel good, but it's you automatically feels good. And we forget that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I think talking about that, social media has been such a, whilst it's a double-edged sword, it can be a toxic place, but there's, it's such a great way of sharing information um, mm-hmm. that I, I feel as though there is kind of a, a paradigm shift or a kind of awakening to the realisation like you're saying, yeah, life's yeah. far more uh, than just, you know, accumulating possessions and mm-hmm. money. You
0: know? Yeah, there's all, I believe there is a shift coming <clears throat> in that social media. I'm aware now, I'm addicted to it.
1: I'm addicted okay. to it because I <laughs>
0: crave in the attention. And when I get messages, Like I said, it releases dopamine, which is equivalent to heroin. So it's like pulling a fruit machine for you. I've got a message here. Somebody likes my content. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling good. And that's okay. But when I'm spending four and five hours looking at a screen, Mm -hmm. it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware of this problem because when I wake up in the morning, your first hour is your most creative hour in the morning to balance out your day and focus on what your path is and what you've got to get done. But if you're looking at a fake screen and fake people with fake lives, because that's what it is. Yeah your life doesn't feel as good and you start looking at everybody else's life and then where your focus goes, your energy flows. So now you start, your mind goes wandering instead of actually focusing on your day. So it becomes then a problem. For me, it's a problem just now. I'm utilising it to my my advantage, if I'm honest, as well, to promote everything I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. I'm spending so many lost hours on it when I could really utilise that to take my career even further. Yeah. So it's
1: a a slippery slope with it. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So how do you plan
0: to sort of manage that? Um, like I say, I'm aware the plan is to get up. At my for me, my blueprint is to get up early, half four. Seriously, yeah, half really? four. I seen Mark Wahlberg there two yeah. days ago, half yeah. two. He is <laughs> that's great, nutcase. But yeah. if it works for him, who do we judge? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my blueprint is half four, get up at half four, get my meditation, get my breathing techniques. But I'm lazy, I'm lazy, <laughs> even though people might think I'm doing all this stuff, I'm still lazy. I know I'm not utilising my health to my full advantage because it's scary to think we're all going to die. And it's scary to think that what are we doing to be good in the world and to create massive change and massive awareness? Am I really am I just waiting to die am I, or am I creating enough stuff to leave a legacy? Do you know what I mean? I just feel as if I'm not utilising those 16, 17 hours to, to be the person I know I can become.
1: What are your feelings on death?
0: We're all going to die. I used to be scared of it. Yeah. Now, fuck it. Yeah. I'm I'm, ready, I'm I'm not ready to go, but if mm-hmm. I do, I do. Mm-hmm. You've got to remember, you don't know what it's like before you're born. So it's just going to be the exact same when you do go. As soon as you're born, you start to die, which is the scariest thing, and that should mm-hmm. be the only motivation you need in life, is to realise you're going to die. So what are you doing to, to be the person you want to become? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think we're mm-hmm. caught up in a, a fake world, man, where... People are stuck in 95s. People are stuck paying the bills. And for you know what, they've, they've created the fear where they're scared to make ch- take chances. They're scared to take risks. They can't leave their job because they've got these bills to pay. I can't work in this, but people prefer Monday, Friday, 95, X-Factor on a Saturday night, bottle of wine and a curry. Listen, if you're happy, listen, I'm not here to judge, but mm-hmm. the majority I speak to ain't happy because deep inside your gut, you know you've got more to give life. You know you've got more to, to be that person you become. We've all got a path. And whether that's path as whatever the fuck as you do, but does it fulfill you? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel when you put your foot in the floor in the morning, okay, I'm ready to take on a day? But the majority of people aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you can't be happy 24 7, but you can create the life that you want. You can be the director of that film. You can just be you and make, do what's right for you. But.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg.
0: People are stuck in relationships they don't like, jobs they don't like. Fucking change it. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Change it. Because the only person can fail is you. And that's that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. But it's easy for me to say that because I'm on a good path. But I just know that I changed. I yeah. made the
1: changes and the sacrifice and it can be done. Yeah. I'm loving this chat. Yes! <laughs> Great mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did uh, GLOW come about like how did what what happened for that to come together well
0: i, I got a phone call to say it was happening i I, was, I became i got a personal training job which is one of my first ever proper jobs at the age of 30 31 <laughs> um that's when i was doing all my reading my research and and i was off with of drinking the drugs for 17 months i went to la i come back from my auntie funeral uh, i was 17 months off it I decided to have a drink after the 17 months, okay. and then I just ripped the whole ceiling down. I ended up back partying, uh, gambling after the 17 months because I thought I was strong enough to handle it, d- have a drink, but it turns out I wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, the plan was to go and do motivational speaking, and uh, it turned out I didn't do that. I gave everything up again and kind of went down that slippery slope for a year. But for me, that year was the speed bump that I needed. It didn't last 10, 15 years, it lasted a year because I realised how good I felt. I realised I felt amazing when I was clean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I got back on track, I got a phone, while I was but while I was drinking again, the phone call came about the reality show. Listen, I rolled the dice with it, I gave it a go. It was a bit cringy. If I wasn't on the show, would I have been probably slagging it myself? Probably. Um, but you've got to take your hat off to anybody that takes chances. Yeah, of um, course. And it was a good platform for me. Um, I was the fans' favourite just saying so it gave me a platform and it built a fan base for me Glasgow's a tough city Mm -hmm. very tough so many critics Mm -hmm. but I believe that so many people are unhappy with themselves so it's easy to point the fingers it's a reflection image people are just deflecting on their missed opportunities or the things that they want to do but they ain't got the balls so for anybody to do anything new or do something it takes courage and guts like I say I gave it two seasons uh, and it worked wonders for me It built up my platform. It got people to know me, Um, because I was well liked on it. Uh, It should have probably done better than what it was, but I believe there's a massive market in Glasgow or Edinburgh for a rally show. Mm -hmm. If all these other places can do it, then why can't we? But uh, it kind of I left the second season, and that was it basically. But listen, I made a couple of great friends from it, and I would never change it. It was a great experience. It learned me in front of the cameras. It learned me my confidence. I was still going through that dark phase because that's just the year I was drinking. So I was in that part of lifestyle. It was yeah. low frequency and uh, I thought that was all cool and that was me craving attention. That was me self-seeking. Yeah. I needed that attention and I still need that. I'm still a poser and I'm still uh, love that attention. I, I, do you know what I mean? But uh, it was a great experience and I wouldn't change it, man. I met some great people, but I look back and kind, you kind of fucking cringe as well. Do you know what I mean? But...
1: It opened doors for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, if you didn't do that, you possibly wouldn't be doing what you're currently yeah, exactly, doing, etc. Exactly. I, I think you're right. I think there probably is scope for a, a good reality show, but it would be nice to see one that's not predicated on kind of bullshit values. Yeah, Going out, getting pushed, having mm-hmm. fights, womanising, mm-hmm. you know, etc. The, the the typical stuff that you yeah, see. Yeah,
0: but that's what people want to see because that's what the majority of people do. So if they see <laughs> other people doing it and it doesn't seem as, seem as bad, can you imagine sitting there and trying to it, positivity and motivation (laughs) you don't see that on the TV Mm -hmm. you see it in the mainstream media it's deaths it's murders it's rapes it's suicide it's wars Mm -hmm. because if they can drill that fear into your mindset you think the world is a bad place the world is actually a good place Mm -hmm. if you want to go and look for it and if you think it's a bad place then become the change that you want to become Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean if you want to see good in the world be good yourself and it will have that ripple effect do you know what I mean you can pay it forward um, do good and it will like attracts like Mm-hmm. so if I'm doing good then everything I do is for me do you know what I mean I've said that to you before on the phone everything I do is for me but I'm doing good to help others as well so it's a win-win for me yeah. it's a win-win I can't lose it's true mm-hmm. do you see yourself going into motivational speaking? I will do in the future Yeah, still got a lot to learn still got a lot to learn this is part of my journey um, I've got different v- plans and different ambitions and how to do um, but definitely I was going to do that in LA I was going to start going to universities mm-hmm. and stuff Probably need to polish up my accent. Still got a wee bit nervous. Speak a wee bit fast. Swear a lot. <laughs> that's la- lack of vocabulary. I think that's just Do think so? yeah, yeah. I was never a good listener at school. I was always a daydreamer, looking out the window, just daydreaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing at school. You use the left side part of your brain, which is the yeah, crunching numbers, your memorisation, your right side, your creativity yeah. and your individuality, which I think. We forgot about that now because nobody wants to be an individual. We're scared to be ourselves, dress ourselves, talk ourselves because we think, what do they think? What does she think? But fuck what anybody thinks, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nobody's going to agree what you do. For me, is, if I was to tell people my visions and ideas, they've already spoke me out my ideas or visions because they're reflecting their fears onto me mm-hmm. because they don't understand the journey. Mm-hmm. So it's about doing what's right for you and creating what you want. Do you know what I mean? Everything in my, every, everything in real life we've attracted. Whether it's me sitting here, you sitting here, we've, we've thought it up. Mm-hmm. Everything that's created in this universe has started off with a thought. Mm-hmm. Whether it's cameras, aeroplanes, cars, this this couch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody's thought about that. Uh-huh. If somebody says a hundred years ago, whatever an aeroplane came out that I'm going to meet an aeroplane, people would have laughed and thought they were crazy. But they've done it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They've done mm-hmm. it. These steps to get these to get their, their end goal, their end product. I think Edison was 3,000 times or 10,000 times to hmm. to make the light bulb. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine he yeah. stopped after two three times what the average person does? Yeah, You're set off for failure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to see the full staircase, but if you can take the first step to, to hit your goal, you're in the right direction. It's a
1: ninety-nine f- percent of success is failure, in my So totally. it's fail, 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 fail until you succeed. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting Edison actually because Edison I think said um, he didn't fail like whatever it was three thousand mm-hmm. times. It was just a three thousand step process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a great way of mm-hmm. looking at it. You know, because it
0: says three thousand times, but now we're saying it's ten thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's trial and error. Yeah. Y- you can never fail. The only person who can fail is you. Because oh. what happens is we concentrate on the finishing line too much. And then when we get there, we've created another one. We're not enjoying the journey, which the power of now will come into play, which is trying to stay in the present moment. Mm -hmm. For people, we stay in the past too much, which is fear, guilt, depression, anger, anxiety. Yeah. Because I read it, there's a guy called Joe Dispenza, Mm -hmm. um, who's about the brain, the mindset. Mm -hmm. um, 95% of your day is controlled by your subconscious. So we'll get up during this, we'll get up, brush our teeth the same, probably have breakfast, drive to work, same routine, brush our teeth, but it's that 5% where you can create the change. It takes 21 days to break a habit, and 21 days to create a new one. So for you to do something new every day, neurons in the brain which fire together, wire together. Mm-hmm. So if you do something new for 21 days, then the subconscious mind starts repeating that. So if you're a negative bastard and you keep <laughs> thinking about shit or eating shit, or what are going to go on a diet or I want to change this, you'll do it for three, four days, but then the subconscious will just click into play again. And you'll go over it and over it and over it. That's why mm-hmm. in the morning, if you could, have your goals set out, plan your night, plan your day the night before mm-hmm. and then if you can create that for 21 days, then that'll be on repeat. Whether it's go to the gym, people say, oh, I've got to the gym for two, three weeks and I feel amazing. Because the subconscious mind starts repeating that, it just becomes natural. Mm-hmm. It becomes natural. So for me, I know I'm lazy, so I need to break that mould, half four, and then it just becomes more natural and then I'll get more done. So, because what happens is if we think about the past, the traumas, whatever trauma we've had in our life, if we've all had, the brain releases that chemical. So if I was to think about the traumas I had in my life, the brain releases the chemical to the emotion I felt that day. So the brain doesn't know if it's happening in the present moment or back in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's where the poison will kick in and then we feel like shit, Mm -hmm. but you can break the mold. You can change your mindset. It's a very, very difficult thing to do, but people do it and it -hmm. can happen.
1: Mm I don't want this to come off as, in any way, disparaging towards other people, but how many people do you think that the things that you talk about, um, it kind of resonates with them, or they're like, oh yeah, that's right, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just like I say, it's about education, it's just about becoming aware and and just digging a wee bit deep and trying to understand things a wee bit more. I just wanted to know where addictions came from, I wanted to know why I was like that, I wanted to know why I was the person I was, because... Hmm everybody's got goodness in them. When mm-hmm. you're born, everybody's got goodness and greatness in them. I think it's Einstein that says that That everybody's a genius. Yeah. Everybody's different.
1: But if you judge a fish by its abil- yeah. ability to, uh, to uh, climb a tree, yeah. then everyone will grow up exactly. thinking just stupid. So yeah.
0: Everybody's <laughs> different. Everybody has got something in them. But from the schooling at four or five years of age, yeah, taught to sit at a desk. and yeah. How can you become that individual or creative? You might not want to sit at a desk. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You might... People might have the visions or ideas and then before you know it, you've been conditioned to just live the life that you don't want to live. Yeah. So it's about educating yourself and rewinding your brain and figuring out who you are again, which is so difficult because to unravel all those layers, you become like an onion. Yeah. So for me, I was, I was wrapped around so many layers. The false, the mask, the loudness, the daftness. I forgot who I was. I don't know who I was. So unraveling it all now, I'm starting to go, right, wait, wait a minute, I am sensitive, I know I've got this problem, I know I've got this issue. It's no easy to admit you've got problems, but you people can change and for anybody watching or listening, you can change, you can benefit your life. I don't give a fuck how far, how messed up you think your life is or what age you are. If you get air in your lungs, you've got something to give life and you can change and mm-hmm. that's a fact, that's a 100% truth. If you want to change, you can change, you can create it and I'm living proof of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> what was the inf- inspiration for starting your podcast then? Um, I watched Joe Rogan. I like a lot of Russell Brand stuff.
0: A lot of Russell Brand stuff is a bit... Uh, his words I don't. I struggle with. Um, he, he says a lot of big words. But it's good because I'll Google <laughs> him and i go, all right, wait well, a minute, mean, it makes yeah, sense. Um, yeah. I don't know, I just like people who, who are versatile and can talk about different things. I can get bored easy. So I like to dip my toe in. I like the way these guys speak. And I believe I've come through a lot in my life for people now uh, understand that a wee bit more because the people who do know me in Glasgow know how much a wee bit of a rogue I was and to see the change it gives people a inspiration so for me I wanted to create the Anything Goes podcast show where people can come in different guests different people from all walks of life and I think yeah people can relate to it like I say it's, it's right out in your face there there's no <laughs> fucking about it's uh, yeah. straight to the point I like to call a spade a spade isn't it <laughs> Uh, it's no scripted or let's come in let's chat and let's see your problems let's talk about your life let's talk about your goals and like I say it's all over the place but I like that way <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean I do I like that uh,
1: a bit of chaos yeah
0: I like chaos uh, I'm used to it if yeah. I'm on a, that's where I'm comfortable um, is the madness and the chaos I do feel comfortable um, that's where I feel alive yeah. I feel alive no knowing what the fuck's going to happen or get says I feel it keeps me on my toes Um but like I say, we've had porn stars in, we've had footballers, we've had yeah. comedians, politicians, um, people has been in prison. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good, man. And people can relate to something. It's in it. Whether you're a, a criminal or a lover of porn, um, <laughs> you can get something from it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But there's a lot of people talk about suicides and the majority of the guests that come in, what I'm good at is making people present their best self to me. People can relax. People forget the cameras are there. Mm-hmm. So people can, then they become open. If I talk about my problems, I go, wait a minute, he's got fucking problems. I'll wait, I've got problems. So you start competing against each other to tell each other who's got the most problems. The thing about life, man, we've all got problems. Mm-hmm. Don't ever look at anybody and think, he looks as like if he's got a great life because nobody knows what's, everything's internal. Mm-hmm. The external fuck stuff doesn't mean fuck all. Mm-hmm. The big car or the house or the jewellery, trust me, it doesn't mean anything. So for anybody watching, don't look at somebody and think, I wish I had their life mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going on Inside mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it sounds so cheesy, and that, but everything's within, love is within, and that's yeah, a place I'm trying to get to is to love yourself. Because sometimes I dyed my hair last week, seriously, I dyed my hair last week, and I was thinking, Why did I do that? But that's still a wee bit of ego for me. I'm trying to because I'm looking at myself and think, Oh, I could do this, and but then I'm like, Why am I doing that? I questioned it after that, uh, but let's say i done it, and uh, I, what was but, your original motivation just, for doing it? Then? I don't know, I, I don't know, a wee bit of ego for me still. So I'm still trying to think. I'm 24, 25. Okay. Hang on to my youth. The grey hairs are coming in freaking okay. fast, and uh, <laughs> I was just trying to hang on to my youth. It's not. It's, listen, it's not a bad it's thing, but that, for guess. me to promote uh, "Love Is Within" and all that shit, then I'm. I just feel a bit. I should not done so? that. But bit dirty. Yeah, but listen, I'm not, I'm human. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: <laughs> your, your podcast does get a lot of engagement. Why mm-hmm. do you think that is?
0: It's honest. There's no fucking about Glasgow. The Glasgow crowd are a tough crowd, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And, and they'll see through bullshit, they see right through it. So, for me, it's as honest as I can be. Like, I'm not saying I still tell lies, <laughs> but I'm honest with myself. I can be because if I can't be honest with myself, I can't be honest to anybody else. So, the good thing is that people respect the honesty because the majority of people we are struggling, we're in pain, we don't know what happiness is anymore. So when you can show them a wee bit of light, then people can engage onto that, like, wait a minute, or oh, I like that. Yeah. Listen to the, the mindset, listen to these breathing techniques, mm-hmm. listening to the guests that have changed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All at different paths, and people can relate to it. I believe, well, they're starting to relate to it more now, because the bigger your profile becomes, the more people who take notes, and then they, they start listening, because then they can see the change. Yeah. They can see, all right, fuck, man, he has changed. Which is a good thing and it makes me feel proud because the amount of people who are maybe on drink or drugs or suicidal, I get every night, is unbelievable. Yeah. But the people who've come on the show are the woman I'm in, she lost her son to suicide um, after, so what happens is trauma's happening in your life, Anne lay in her bed for a while, She's probably suicide herself, because you start blaming yourself, was it me, was it this, that, so it can go over, your mind can go overboard and... She never, she never let it defeat her. So what Anne did was set up a 24-hour uh, suicide centre. Now she saved thousands of lives where people can phone, phone up and speak. Not just for people who are suicidal, but for people who've lost someone to suicide. Mm-hmm. These people, places do like a thing called Havening, which is amazing. Reiki, just someone to speak to. Mm-hmm. And she used that to her advantage, her son's death, and now... Like I say, you can either make it destroy you or you can make it kick on in life and do something more important. And she's prime example that she never let a trauma affect her. Now she's doing massive things a place called Chrissy South, man. Um, people phone up. Like I said, some of these doctors close at 5 o'clock. Suicide's always going to be there if you've got those thoughts. Yeah. They're 24-7. Amazing people. Um, met them loads of times. So I've got an event actually this week for it, which I'm looking forward to. But... Yeah, it's good because people watch that and they realize that they're not alone. Yeah, because we're all f- our mind goes overboard. We're all we're all fucked basically. We're all we're all
1: fucked. It's <laughs> yeah. trying to
0: find the balance. What makes you feel good, and it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. okay to have problems. It's okay to look at something, wish that, but you've got to understand how's it making you feel. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's okay to ask for help because seventy-five percent of suicide are male, because for the area I'm from is a tough area. So. Listen, everywhere's a tough area, probably, but if you're from those scheme areas, it's if you're fighting or you're crying, it's toughen up, man up. Uh, real men don't cry, so mm-hmm. before you know it, your time you hit 30 or 40, you don't know how to handle feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. so you just want to end it. And it's mm-hmm. scary to think being suicidal, I've, I've probably had the thoughts, but I've never had the balls to actually follow through with it. But for people to sit there and think nobody cares, or um. It must be scary, because the only thing with suicide, you're not really, if you take your life, you're not really uh, taking your problems away. What you're doing mm-hmm. is just passing it on to somebody else, yeah. whether it's a loved one or something like that. And it's scary to think that people are alone. They're not alone. There's plenty of places out there offering help. So when Anne lost her son, it was over a thousand people like you should know. just didn't feel as if it was good enough or it's easy to think you're taking your pain away because you're not worthy. But like I say, man, everybody is. And people can change their mindset, so... Yeah, it's good. So mm. these are the people who are coming on the show, and they're making a massive difference. So it's good, man. I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm
1: really loving it. That's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well documented that suicide's obviously the, yeah, the biggest yeah. killer of young mm-hmm. men in the UK. Like, mm-hmm. it is a, it's, it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people, um, well, I'll be careful what I say here. Um, I'll say that. I think people kind of underestimate how traumatic the experience of life is, Mm -hmm. which might sound a bit kind of Mm -hmm. esoteric to some people, but you know, you ultimately come into this world, you've got people around you that love you, and then you have the realisation that it's all just going to, you know, one day not be here. You're going to be, you're going to be dead and everyone Mm -hmm. around you is. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty serious situation to find yourself in.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that. but then again, that's the mindset. The mindset can play tricks on us. Everything's the brain. It's to find that balance. For me, it's all natural stuff. I became vegetarian, um, these breathing techniques the exercise and it, it feels good for me it gets mm-hmm. the endorphins which is a natural buzz I'll go to the gym listen go to the gym but I'm only feeling good for a couple hours and then I, I'll drop again and I'll go alright what can I do now because I get bored and then I get overthinking and yeah. the anxiety can kick in so it's about keeping busy all the time and try to do and try to find balance in your life mm-hmm. I'm not saying to everybody to stop drinking but for me drink's a drug Mm-hmm. It's a sociably accepted drug in the world because everybody does it. Mm. It's okay to do it but it lowers your frequency. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel people drink wine I believe because it loosens them up and it makes them forget. It yeah. takes them away from their pain. It takes totally. them away from their 95. It takes them away from their misery. But mm-hmm. then it's 100 times worse the next day and if you add up all the times the months the years that you drink it's so much out of your life. So much whether it's the Saturday and the Sunday and then the Monday Tuesday you're knackered. It becomes a a massive percentage of your life gets took away because you think standing in a nightclub or standing in a pub, sitting drinking is the way forward. It's not. Mm. Because you're not, how's that enhancing your life? How's that taking to where you need to be? And I'm not speaking for everybody here. There's people who can have a sociable drink. But for me, the people I speak to, it's every two or three nights people are drinking. Mm. That one glass of wine turns into two. And then before you know it, that one night turns into three or four. And then before you know it, you depend on it. People come home from work and say I need a wee glass of wine to chill out. Mm-hmm. That ain't the way you should be chilling out. Mm-hmm. Get yourself into yoga. Get your breathing techniques. Work on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Get your feet up. Get the candles on and listen to some music. And, but don't drink because what it happens is it will dumb you down. It will lower your frequency and then it will make you feel a bit hazy the next day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's a slippery slope. So be careful for people who are drinking mm-hmm. that because yeah. it can lead up to other things. Do you know what I mean? It's
1: good advice for sure. What's the vision for the podcast? To be number one in the UK. Yeah. I'm
0: going right for the top, mate. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Like I say, I'm not as big a name as Russell Brands and stuff like that, but I believe in my content. I believe in me and I believe it's out there where it's, yeah, why not be number one? If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, fuck it. Yeah. 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 Like I say, I'm enjoying it and for me, that's my ego to be number one. Do you know what I mean? I can, uh-huh. I can sit there and see Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered JumboCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: chumpacasino.com No purchase necessary Void we prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not, but that's a goal for me. And if I achieve that goal, there's always small steps for these goals. And if I achieve those goals, that's the, the buzz I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It's creating these small goals. And then when I, I hit them. I feel good but then I need to go again everything's about progression Tony Robbins will say you've got to keep raising the bar because as soon as you think you've made it you've already took two steps back so I need to hit this target I need to go again and keep raising and keep raising and if I keep doing that then everything's limitless yeah do you know what I mean the only, yeah. the only person that can fail is myself so I've just got to keep moving up that ladder the pyramid and just keep taking the steps up to be sitting at the top but even when you're at the top you're never really there because there's always somebody better or whatever, but success leaves clues. I look at all these other people are doing well and they go, right, wait a minute. What is it they're doing differently? You try and copy a wee bit, but you still got to put your own spin to it. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, shoot for the top. Why not?
1: <laughs> Quite right. Mm-hmm. Homeless at Christmas. Yes. How, how did that first come together? Homeless at Christmas was, um,
0: I, was I was down in London for a business meeting. Speaking to a homeless man, I've always gave homeless people my time of day and always did my wee bit and wee sandwich here. But for me, it's not enough. So I was speaking to a homeless man in London. He served his country for eighteen years. His wife committed suicide. Uh, The kids blamed him because he was away working all the time. Guy had to drink. He was on the street for six years. So, I don't know. It just melted my heart. Um, Both of us were crying at that time. Actually, I think it was like the fourteenth of December, and I phoned my friend Gordon. Uh, and I says look man I need to meet you I've got an idea and he says okay and I met him at Costa and I says look I've got an idea I'm going to go homeless for seven days and I'm going to do it through Christmas from 19th of December to 26th and he says he says yeah man he backed us Gordon Campbell great guy yeah backed me and uh, I never had that much time to think about it if I probably had more time I'd have probably spoken myself out of it but the plan was to go homeless for seven days uh, no phone no money eh Nothing, basically, just the clothes I had in my back, sleeping bag and my rucksack with my camera. Uh, Told my family and friends I was going on a seven-day fitness retreat. But I wasn't allowed my phone, so I didn't want anybody worrying. I certainly didn't want a part in the back, but what I knew I was doing was massive, and I knew it would have been... I would have got a lot of respect for it. Mm -hmm. It's like I say, everything I do is for me, (laughs) but no matter what way you look at it, I'm still creating massive awareness. It was also helping me become a better person, Mm -hmm. because I can speak all this positive shit, but it is only words. It don't fucking mean anything. it is words. Actions speak louder than words And for me to do the seven days at Christmas. The sleeping in the streets was fine. I like roughness. It doesn't bother me. It was the stories I was hearing. One of the girls got raped twice in a day. Um, people were setting them on fire, peeing on them, uh, stabbing them. It broke my heart. I'm not a psychologist. But the footage that we got, it's only been released over a week, and We've had over 3,000 messages with people came in fo- coming forward to help a hand and, and realise... Because a documentary doesn't make you look at homeless people differently. It makes you question your own life. Mm-hmm. Because so many is living luxury and we love to moan and complain about the stupidest things. So for me I'm proud of it and I don't know why I did that. Like I say I sp- but it just needed to be done. I just think I put weight on. The seven days I was homeless, I put weight on <laughs> yeah. The all the food I was getting offered. I was getting because I was at the soup kitchens every day, Christmas dinners, um, so much generosity, like I say, there is mm-hmm. a lot of goodness in the world, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are blinded by uh, life, and everybody's got their own problems, and we can't just save the world, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just showing somebody that you cares two minutes of your time. Just because there's a lot, listen, there's a lot of beggars on the street who are homeless as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying save everybody, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people who are con artists, there's a lot of professional beggars. But for me, I was, staying with the, I was sleeping in the streets with the people who were homeless, who have kind of gave up in life. And that's low self-esteem, that's low confidence. That's not just a case of rehoming someone because you can't just rehome someone that's got addiction problems. I know people out there with two jobs that can't keep a house. Mm-hmm. So for you to rehome someone, they'd lose the house anyway. So as I like come up with a new system, I'm trying to come up with a new system, which is a 12-week programme. While well, within this 12-week programme, we've got um, drink programmes, drug programmes, mental health programmes, I've got psychologists in, I've got veterinarians in, I've got yoga teachers, I've got motivational speakers, I've got comedians. This system's a 12-week program. It's so off the cuff, but something needs to change. Yeah. Something needs to change and, and there's so much red tape around it, but I've got to roll the dice. we mm-hmm. have got to try these things and like I say, it's, it's, I've got different visions from everybody else and like I say, there's so much charities out there who give food and blankets and food, but for me, I need to change the mindset mm-hmm. and I can't force change upon people people want to, want to change, but when I speak to these people and you give them two minutes of your time, they want to change. I need to set up a, a place. This system I'm trying to set up, I believe is not just going to work in Glasgow, but I believe worldwide. Jeez. Do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're homeless doesn't mean you're dead. You've still got a personality. There's people in my d- full of laughs and jokes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, you just kind of lost your way and it's easy done. Mm-hmm. And this is the scary part it's a society now. It can happen to anybody. And yeah. say you're only one or two paychecks away from being homeless. If you lose a loved one, or you lose your job, lose your kid, you can go home. You can end up sleeping on the street. It can happen to anybody. So this documentary awakens people, and that's why it's been so powerful, because yeah. people can relate. People can go, wait a minute, we're all human beings. In my eyes, we're all connected. We're all as one. Mm-hmm. And if you're helping somebody else, I'm doing all this stuff, help try to help others, but like I say, I'm one, and I feel good. It's rewarding me, yeah. and that's the, the no matter what way, You look at it, I'm winning. I feel good. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a selfish way, but... It's selfish in a way. It it, it is and it isn't. Do you know what I mean? I'm still creating good,
1: but like I say, it's me. It's rewarding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whose responsibility do you think it is to help try and fix the homeless situation human beings there's, 7 billion, yeah. there's
0: over 7 billion people in the world yeah. people blame councils and the governments mm-hmm. stop pointing fingers take fucking responsibility if you want change become the change yourself mm. if one person me and my two guys can create massive awareness and create thousands of people to create help after a week mm-hmm. then what would it be like if we had a thousand or ten thousand yeah. stop pointing fingers man there's so many people living council estates from the government Stay in these houses. It's not the government's problem that the mindsets went to some people that they've mm-hmm. accepted that life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But human beings, its just two minutes of your time, just forget what's one on. That's a human being sitting there. That's somebody's son or daughter, mm. somebody's friend, somebody's mum or dad. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you think all the people walk by in the city centre the every day, there's tens of thousands. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so for me, it's just to make the moves myself and create these things. It's trial mm-hmm. and error. The thing I've got with a 12-week programme, know it'll work. Yeah. But like I say, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I want to get doctors in as well, people to give up a couple of hours at a time. Um, every month, I believe a lot of people want to help out. I believe with this new vision and new idea that people will come forward to help out. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it'll work. I know what If I keep edu- educating myself on the mindset and how to create the change in the mind, there was a man in my documentary who was 32 years on heroin. Mm-hmm. Changed his life. Mm-hmm. Guy Charlie changed his life and... Now he's doing amazing things. Now he's helping other people change their life. People can change. That's the beauty of life. These mistakes make us who we are today. And all the fuck-ups I've done, man, I'm proud of it. I've still got a conscience, and I'm I'm sorry for everybody I've fucking done wrong, but I've still got to be proud of it. I can't live there and go with a regret because then I feel like shit, and then I can't do all these big things that I'm doing. So I've just got to accept it, move on. Now it's all about the present moment and creating the future that I want.
1: Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Well, you know, kind of on that topic and we're going to go a bit deeper into the sort of philosophical stuff just now, but what do you kind of think is like your your purpose in life? Helping people. Yeah. First of all, you've got to help yourself, which is the main thing. There's so many people
0: helping everybody else, but I believe if you're trying to save everybody else, it's really you that needs saving. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just believe I'm getting a good place mentally where I'm not feeling good and all the materialistic stuff I've said it before. Listen, I'm a big poser the hair and the tan and it is all bullshit when I'm helping somebody that's when I really feel at one that's when I feel I feel alive here because I walk away feeling I've done something good I've mm-hmm. done something good here do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so that I feel good and that's what we should be craving helping people like I say I'm not fucking I don't know what's right <laughs> or wrong for anybody but yeah, for me yeah. these are the results that I'm getting and because I'm not helping other people I'm creating awareness and this is only the state, I've already done that documentary, but that doesn't mean what, so so what, basically? So what do I do now? I've got to keep going, keep raising the bar, and keep trying to get the help that, that's needed to create the change. I believe I can change the world, man. Jesus. People used to laugh, but I'm not fucking laughing now, I'm telling you. Do you know what I mean? This is a guy from, from fuck all. Do you know what I mean? And I've got to keep going, but I've got to stay in this path. Like I say, I can rip the whole ceiling down yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I've got to <laughs> stay focused. If I've not got any dreams or ambitions, then my mind can go wandering
1: What's your sort of five-year plan? For and, my life? Well, yeah, at the moment, like what's your kind of vision for where you're going?
0: Yeah, I just keep doing what I'm doing. Become a better dad. Okay. Still got have some anger issues as well. Become the only person I'm competing with is myself. Still get mm. frustrated. Um, still can get lazy. Take control of my life more as well. Utilise my hours. Work on my podcast. Create another couple of documentaries. Yeah. I don't want to be in this game forever. Do you know what I mean? Because the life I'm in, it, even... The, the limelight as well and the social media stuff is fake it's false for me I want to kind of get out of that maybe six years and no disconnect but just come away from it it just it doesn't seem natural but right now I need it to create the platform to create the masses. the mass changes do you know what I mean but it's going yeah. to be six years I believe I'll do all this and then I'll come away from it and just really? yeah what do
1: you see yourself doing beyond that
0: help people but yeah. not as as front not as full on as yeah. the face yes. maybe the back, the background work do you know what I mean okay. and creating up this like I say this vision to create massive change like I say to change the world and change the mindset there's things in place in Canada doing just now the homelessness figures have, have dropped massively success leaves clues so why are we not copying these people yeah. Um, unless. yeah so I just need to like I say keep working on me becoming a better person every day because mm-hmm. I've still got a lot of faults and flaws that I go on I shouldn't fucking do that, man. I need to change that. Okay. Um, so it's just become a better version of myself. I don't know what's five years round the corner. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tonight. Do you know what I mean? They could be lying <laughs> in our boozers, full of coat, and fucking lying in a big puddle of pish. Oh, I just not. don't know. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Inspired <laughs> by just set me doing a slippery slope. Cheers, big man. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know. It's just to be a better version of myself. Yeah. Keep improving on me. I like to get in really good shape again. Yeah. Because uh, listen, yeah, yeah, fitness doesn't define you as a person, mm-hmm. but mentally, I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the money doesn't define you as a person, mm-hmm. but I feel good about me if I'm doing the right things. Because like I say, i become lazy. I can sit in with my crisps and my chocolate at night, and I get com- that's my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But it happens every night. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a fraud because if I'm promoting all this positivity. How can I do that if I'm I need to lead by example.
1: Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? I need yeah. to take the reins and become this this blueprint that I've got in my mind to I want to be. And it's <laughs> it's no easy. It's no easy, but I'm doing it, I'm still doing it, but I just I'm aware of all these wee things that I go, ah oh, fuck's sake. Should have be sitting in my bed eating a big packet of McCoys when <laughs> I should boot running or something do you know what I mean <laughs> do you know what I mean you know, I, I kind of kicked myself because I'm, I'm this is just conditioning for so long mate Yeah. my dad used to take we used to go out at like 10 11 o'clock at night he used to go to the petrol station and it was like bars of chocolate used to get the paper and I've still got that conditioning in me like i go to a shot at 10 o'clock and i Eating a packet of crisps, but I know I'm doing it. I'm, I'm eating myself as if I've I'm, I'm just I've done something wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's not the worst oh, thing, geez. but it's not taking me towards the person I want to become. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's 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 slippery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, what would you like your legacy to be, James? A good guy, a guy who's changed, um,
0: a guy who's done massive things. I want people to be proud of me. Do you know what I mean? I want people to go, yeah, he's he did well rap man he, he did well from what he came from and how he did and i want to lead let us say i want to be at the forefront now and, and lead by example and show people that can change i want to create massive changes i'm not on it for baby steps i'm in it to change like, the world man i'm going to change and make moves and create massive <laughs> massive changes awesome. and people's mindsets and mm-hmm. like i say everything's baby steps but these baby steps are becoming serious strides now and people are starting to sit up and take notice of what I'm saying, saying and doing yeah, which is yeah. good man it's it's good Let's like say I'm proud sometimes because I'm living this it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel it, it just, every day feels the same do you know what I mean in this picture in your head you think when I get this far and that far that's it that's what I'm, I've achieved I've done it but when uh-huh. you get it I exactly. still feel the fucking same, same man I'm still eating <laughs> yeah. my McCoys and so I can sit in the house <laughs> fucking shit. But nothing changes. Do you know what I mean? And that's the <laughs> tricky thing in life. Because what happens is, for a couple or whatever, they'll say, right, I'm going to get married, I'll get a house. But when they get it, they're still fucking miserable. Do you know what I mean? Nothing changes. Because, uh, listen, I'm not saying for anybody they don't get married, but for me, when you do that, you've got these goals in your mind. When you, I'm going to get the house, the baby, the marriage. But when you get that, you go, is this it? Mm-hmm. you've got a 25 year mortgage you can't really you've, you've got a guy there and a woman you probably can't be fucking sick anymore on you. but you're, you're in it the long haul because you've signed up for it yeah. do you know what I mean but is that we have just conditioned to think that's the way forward that's, yeah. what, that's the final piece of the jigsaw so, but it's not because when we become a couple or become there's so many happy couples out there but when you become a couple or whatever this is a guy who's never had a serious relationship but do you know what I mean <laughs> so it's hard for me to judge but when you become a married couple then you kind of stop working on you you kind of forget who the fuck you are, you kind of become settled and in a routine and that's where the probably frustration the anger kicks in maybe five year, ten year down the line because we stop working as as human beings. For me personally, I want to meet somebody who's going to push me and see my visions and and vice versa Mm -hmm. to help build these dreams and ambitions instead of just getting the house and, I've got two kids but another couple of kids and and settling because Mm -hmm. you can come into bad habits and I'm a... I don't want that. I don't want to just settle. I, I kind of want to get everything in place and take over the world, man. I know it sounds crazy, but I'd, maybe I'm just scared of the commitment as well. Mm-hmm. So I've just jumped all the gun here, but that's fine, man. it's probably just uh, <laughs> a wee bit scared of the commitment. But for me, uh, I just don't want to just settle. I don't want to just settle for that that final piece of the jigsaw that I need this diamond. The girl needs a diamond ring on her finger. Or, do you know what I mean? Because... A wedding now just looks like a big party. Do you know what I mean? There's, where's the love in that? Because yeah. they say the day of the ring, the most, the most chance to, the divorce. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's difficult to, to look at that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know they, what the question was. There. No, no, I just fine, totally jumped to the place. Yeah, there. yeah. That's <laughs> what I
1: do. <laughs> It's, I think it's often the whole expectation versus reality thing. You know, mm-hmm. you think that because you're getting married, everything's going to change, but mm-hmm. it won't. That won't always necessarily yeah. be the case.
0: Yeah, that's what I was that because, like I say, when you get these things, nothing changes. Yeah, I still feel fuck me. Where's one of my coys? You know what I mean? I need my <laughs> comfort because I, I people keep telling me how good I'm doing. and I kind of know it in my mind, I am, but I still feel the same. Ain't nothing's changed do you know what I mean it's fuck all changed
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is scary to think that I keep doing these things and that's where I need to keep creating more goals because if those goals go my flame will go out. and then I, that's when I'm scared that the bad habits yeah. kick in again so it's a very thin line it's thin ice. do you know what I mean so I've got to keep going if I stop then I'm running that boozers I'll be chapping your door at five in the morning <laughs> for an after party <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Is that> <laughs> <name>? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just hi- totally hypothetically let's pretend for a moment that your podcast is number one in the UK. Mm. How do you feel? The same. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying.
0: It's not really. It doesn't mean shit. What does it mean? Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It just for me, it's like setting a goal. Yeah,
1: it's a it's And a hitting that mark, target, but then yeah,
0: after that 24, 48 hours, that goes. And that's where I think a lot of the celebrities are fucked up. Football players. Because when they're craving all this attention, Mm -hmm. when that goes, the life doesn't, as if, am I not that, my life not worthy anymore? Mm -hmm. Because we're craving that attention, it's it's self seeking. Mm -hmm. So if you're a singer or all these bands or whatever it is, if you're craving all that attention, if that attention starts to go, you think your career starts to go, you don't feel as worthy that nobody cares anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's crazy. Like I say, all these benchmarks, when you get it, it goes, the, the buzz goes. The documentary was released last week. The buzz was there for two days because of the hype. Yeah. But then that goes. Mm-hmm. And then so, do you know what I mean? So that's when you need to keep creating the progression and mm-hmm. what do I do next? Mm-hmm. So it's, like I say, it's, it's scary, man. It's fucking scary. <laughs> Life's it's not supposed to be easy, but it, it can be, it's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. How do you define success? Inner, for the inner being of me, is creating good things that I know I'm proud of. Do okay. you know what I mean? Because what is success? What is Mm -hmm. the fame what is the these benchmarks that you're setting what does it mean it it, it is irrelevant because everything's within but if i know i'm setting these small goals if i know i'm making changes if i'm changing people's lives that's a success for me that's me oh wait i'm leaving a map i just don't want to change one or two lives i want to change billions of lives do you know what i mean i want to change a massive a massive shift and i believe the shift is coming do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. the like attracts like and the people i'm attracting in my life have they've got vision yeah, And they're fucking just as crazy as me. <laughs> Listen, we're all crazy, but th- these people, yeah, they understand that a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Even though I talk, people go, he's fucking nuts. Deep inside, they'll, they'll understand, they'll, they'll still feel it in their core that, wait a minute, you're actually talking sense here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, the success is within for helping people and creating change. And mm-hmm. I mean, even, I've said it again, but when I'm doing all this, it's me, it rewards from it, it's me, it feels good. And like I say, I'm not. People say if you change one life you've done good. I'm changing billions. I'm not changing. I don't know how it's going to be done. I just know if I keep doing what I'm doing, people awaken. Mm-hmm. And I, there's listening. A lot of people awakened out there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people awakened, but it's hard to. For me, a guy from where I'm from, to, can you imagine speaking like this in a pub. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get Fucking shorter. So you're like a fucking nutcase. People, my pals who I grew up with when I started changing they thought I was worse when I was changed than the guy I was who was crazy who was at parties with a clothes off and dancing they thought they think I'm worse not not now because they see what I'm doing and listen it's hard for people to see me change as well because even the people who I was close to they become not envious but they become they always don't think that he's never going to change they can't see why I can change because they can't change so they always think that's a masker. He's kidding on, or they wait for me to fall flat on my face again. Mm-hmm. Because if you what happens is if you start doing something in your life and you start doing good, then people start getting annoyed with themselves because they start questioning, Why can't I change? If he can do it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. And then if frustration comes in. So the friends who say you are friends become your enemies as well. Mm-hmm. Because even though I'm doing good, there's people will support me, but there'll also be a lot of people there waiting for that for me to hit that hurdle. Yeah. So, which is which is one of the bad things about it, Try to do good. Yeah. Because people... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favourite social casino-style games that you can play
1: for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com That's chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary BDW group Void prohibited by law See terms and conditions 18 plus
0: People's Everybody's got different opinions of everybody My mum's got a different opinion of me Maybe the ex-girlfriend Who I've cheated on He's a bastard him But everybody's got different opinions But
1: mm.
0: for, It's hard for people to change their views on you When you're trying to change Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can't focus on anybody else I need to do what's right for me Absolutely And and move And move forward with that do you know what I mean? Totally.
1: Totally. Oof. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
0: Oof. <laughs> That's a good question, that.
1: You're going to incorporate that into the podcast, are you? uh uh-huh. I might, aye. 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 <laughs> Thank you. I knew there'd be something positive coming out this day.
0: I <laughs> you were good for something earlier. <laughs> 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 hey, what is the best advice I've ever given? Um. That's a good question. <clears throat> I really thought about that, actually. I've really been give good advice before. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, no? <laughs> yeah. All my advice, I've, everything I've really educated myself with is probably through other, through podcasts or through audio books. Mm-hmm. The thing that changed my life was The Power of Now, the book The Power Eckhart, of Now. Yeah. yeah. He was the one that, uh, it was an ex-girlfriend that gave me that book. So I was going through the change that, I, that sat in my company for two years and then I just I got the earphones in and that's the thing just before I turned thirty is the okay. the transformation it was Amazing the power bit. of now. Yeah. Um, I listened to it a couple of times but he's a boring he's a boring it's bastard like, man. He's, <laughs> on. he's like he's like weeding and he talks to it him. All. So chapter one <laughs> it took us about a year and a half to do, to listen to it, but I kept falling asleep. Oh, um, but that was the thing that was the, the thing that the stuff and that made sense, mm-hmm. it was about the present moment, which mm-hmm. is so difficult to live in the present moment, especially surrounded by everything. Unless you're a monk, you're never going to have that sense of bliss. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have that sense of peace and harmony because we're caught up in this fast this fast world. But The Power of Now was was massive for me. The Power mm. of Now, and I read um, Out Whitney Devo, um, a lot of Louise Hay stuff, mm. Abraham Hicks. Yeah, brilliant. I liked um, Tony Robbins, that was great at the start for me. Um, Les Brown, but I kind of went. They go deeper and deeper. Um, yeah. like we say, um, Abraham Hicks as well, great stuff. huh. I'll um, bet the vortex and <laughs> uh, everything see all these motivational speakers. They speak the same. Mm-hmm. It's just different words. Every, every it's all the same path. Where it's the law of attraction, the power of now. It's it's all kind of the same shit. Yeah, yeah. Just different different voices and different words. That they kind of. Spin it around, do you know what I mean? Totally. But yeah. the 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 power of now was the uh, I wouldn't because I've never had anybody give me advice and I would go, oh, that's changed my life. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yes. So for me, the power of now was the the turning point for me. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Get boring, him on the board. <laughs> <laughs> put me to sleep. <laughs> I want criminals and porn stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it took me about a year and a half. Nah, that's an exaggeration. But at chapter one, I was I was out again. Yeah. It's just the voice. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's just so calm or pleasant or I just I was like because the first few chapters in that book are, are difficult. hmm No easy. But then it just made sense to me. It made mm. sense. And then that was a that
1: was a turning point. Was that listening to that audiobook
0: book? Mm-hmm. Awesome! My dead cat.
1: If you had the opportunity to speak to your twenty-year-old self, what would you say? Mm. Stop fucking up, man! Get your grip of yourself.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's one of the biggest regrets in my life. Was never listening to my dad. Everything he ever says was true. Just about the circles I kept, and because my dad lived that life. Well not to live that life but it was a Jackie Rad and Mm -hmm. he knew he could see he seen everything before I seen it I was just naive and I had the blinkers on Hmm. so for me it would be listen listen I never listened to anybody I thought I knew everything and I still think that but I do now (laughs) Uh, listen because I speak a lot but listening is probably more important than speaking because if I listen then I'm learning something that I don't know if I'm speaking all the time I'm speaking the same shit that I'm speaking. Do you know what I mean? So f- listening is the key element for me tonight. We sit and listen, and that's what I've worked on in my podcast is to to listen to people and actually what they're saying. Mm. Because at the start, I was if, if they start speaking, my my next question's already i do not listening a fucking word they're saying, but I'm ready to just throw in that question. So I'll throw in a question, and it doesn't make any sense of what they've said. I just I'm, I'm just ready yeah. to go. Right, hurry up and finish so I can jump in. So for me, it's to it's mm. to listen is a key element for, for me to kick on in my life is if I was to listen 20 if I was 20s and it'd be listening James because people did try to help me yeah and they say you're fucking up but I never listened mm. but I must have eventually it must have all come into play because I've got a lot of good people around me and, but
1: that
0: was the only thing my dad I never listened to him you mm-hmm. know mm. so I am he's
1: proud mm. I can 100% relate to what you're saying about the podcast mm. That gets easier. Good, <laughs> you know, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Definitely. Because I'm waiting, I've got the
0: question, right? i do yeah. fucking finish what you're saying so I can throw that question at you and it doesn't even make any sense <laughs> what they've just finished. Yeah. I just have that question. Yeah. So that's just listening is a key. Listening is just, if not more important than speaking because we're learning something new. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Everybody knows something that we don't. you know stuff that I don't, I know stuff that you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the key because that's trying to that's me trying to preach again and trying to throw everything I know on people because it works for me. Mm. It might not work for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the key for me is listening. I'd tell myself to listen. Mm. I'd definitely listen.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but I suppose it's the sort of belief that you can learn something from everyone. Yeah. Everyone's got something mm-hmm. that you yeah. can learn from. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I think I a I really, really good that I heard that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You see, I think I've heard a few people saying it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Last question. Big question. Yes, give me that. <laughs> if you could change anything in the world, what would it be and why?
0: What would I change? I don't know. I'd take away the money, I think. I think money's the root of all evil. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, that's greed and power. If I could change anything, I would. I don't know it might sound crazy to people, but money's only been here for a few, few thousand years. Humans, planet's been here for... I don't know many humans. i couple 100,000 years, some I'm saying millions, but... The planet's been here for billions of years. Money's an illusion. We crave it. We we feel as if we need it, but it is only paper. And greed poisons men's soul. And it's greed that unbalances the world. So if I could change anything, I'd take away the money because I feel as if if it was love, compassion and honesty, the world would be a great place. The Mm. world would be an amazing place. Can you imagine 7.5 billion people loving each other and being happy? and, And why can't it happen? Because money controls it. Money controls everything at greed and everything... We need to do in life is is for money. At the end of the day, everything everything we do is end product is for money, which is scary. And well,
1: it has to be. That's the way it works. Yeah, it's it's the world is. Sadly, how it falls. It
0: is only paper, and for you to look at that and, and crave it, then it, it, it's crazy in my eyes. Listen, I am sitting here with a suit on, and and we need it to survive. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, but we don't need it. Also, and it's the way the world. And if I I think the world is just a wee bit upside down, and it can be tricky and for people. Watching or listening, I know it may sound crazy, but for me personally, money's uh, it's really all evil, and it's what's it's creating mass destruction because everything that's created through wars, mm-hmm. is through greed, through the money, whether it's the banking system, whether it's poppy fields, whether it's the guns or whatever wars are created. It's it's whatever behind that is created through the really evil, evil I men try to take control and the powers of the world, which is scary. So, yeah, for me. I could change anything, I'd, I'd change money situation, I'd make it dissolve. Yeah, yeah. No, I do,
1: I do. Well, on that basis, I do have one other kind of two pronged question. I mm-hmm. think, um, what would you replace money with? But this is kind of diverging, but hopefully, it'll come to the same thing. If you were to recreate the way that we live on Earth or take everyone mm-hmm. from Earth and put them on a different planet, mm-hmm. what would it look like? How would it operate? How would you, what would be the means for exchange and bartering?
0: Yeah, just. Honesty, speaking, helping each other. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need to exchange anything. Do you know what I mean? If people needed a hand with anything, then you would help. You would give a a helping hand. Everything would be natural for me. The animals would be here. The planet would be here. All the trees. Everything would be here. No pollution. We could have cars running in water. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Again, Mm -hmm. money poison, Mm -hmm. men's soul. Everything is created. The world revolves around money. So for me, I'd have a world with love and compassion and honesty and individuality be who you want to be, try not to judge. Do you know what I mean? You can, you've can. got to remember if you put a black kid, the white kid, Chinese kid, even a fucking purple kid, together at birth, mm-hmm. those kids are going to get on. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. know religion. They don't know anything. <laughs> for me, religion to divide the world. For me, absolutely. Yeah. they don't know none the wiser. So if you're conditioned, as soon as you're born, you're labelled, you're given a name, you're given a religion, you're given a football team to support. Listen, I'm, I'm not against anything. But for me personally, borders, religions, is to divide the world. Why should we be putting borders anywhere? Because skin colours, because the languages. Mm. Who says? Do you know what I mean? There should be one, one world, and that's one planet, and it's Earth. One country, Earth. In my eyes, do you know what I mean? There's seven and a half billion people. Why not? Why are we not under it? We're all under the same roof. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why we're all, are we, we're all divided? <laughs> aye. Because yeah. it's greed, try to yeah. power everywhere. I think the United Kingdom. I think they've. I think they've basically ransacked nearly every country except for 22, 23, but yet we're going about immigrants. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's mm-hmm. human. Same as the Native Americans in America, and I'm, I'm totally going off track here, but the, I think there's like millions and millions of these people were murdered. Mm-hmm. They were in America first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just, we're, cre- we're, we're controlled with power and greed, and there's only a small, small majority of people controlling this world, and it's crazy to think, but the power of the people is so strong, and the people can wake up and realise we can have a good world, we can have a good, I I might never see it in my life, but the world, there is a lot of goodness goes on in the world, but, if you can create that ripple effect and create the changes and the stuff that we're talking about other people, maybe somebody will see it 10, 20 years down the line and it'll make them want to change and maybe they can jump on that and you look at all these people who stand up for people, Your Malcolm X's, your John Lennon's and massive, massive Mm -hmm. people who stood up and stood out the circle and tried to awaken people, right, they may have got took out the cards, but, um, yeah, it's just good to to like I say and just keep educating, keep learning. Yeah. For me, I'd have a one world. Just want no countries, no bullshit, no fancies, <laughs> no nothing like that. Just have it. That's just me. But um, let's like say I've got oh, like a different path. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, people should uh, stop. Stop watching the news and start watching the James English just podcast. podcast and that, yeah, anymore. exactly. That's a good way to get
0: seven and a half billion in it. I'm actually a fraud. This is all bullshit. I just want to get everybody to watch my podcast. You know what I mean? And give me sponsored money. So I'm a fucking fraud. Do you know what I mean? We can preach all this shit, but we're still in that, we're still in the circle in the bubble. ourselves. yeah, yeah, we need it to survive. Do you know what I mean? I know it's, it's crazy, but like I say I don't want to contradict myself either, yeah, but it's hard, yeah,
1: it is. Do you know yeah, what I mean?
0: Totally. Yeah, I know, they're, yeah, I'd love that. I'd be everybody be happy, and, do you know what I mean? Because I, speak, I see a lot of people, if you say hello to somebody on the train or whatever, walking the street, I think you're a fucking madman. Everybody's on their phones, and do you know what I mean? There's, yeah, it's so crazy, it's so crazy, but listen, each to their own. Mm-hmm
1: you know what I mean mm-hmm. pub now <laughs> <laughs> oh, James I've had a brilliant time with cheers, you cheers mate listen uh, thanks for having me yeah, it's an absolute pleasure you're, you're you're absolutely somebody that kind of raises the vibration mm-hmm. of the people that you're around which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely Appreciate awesome that. So, oh, it's been a listen, pleasure thanks honestly. thanks for having me on uh, it's great well, to meet well, you man uh, pleasure, thank bro. you so much thank you cheers. <laughs> cheers you've been listening to Inspired Edinburgh if you enjoyed this please subscribe for more powerful conversations thank you for taking the time to listen to our show And we'll see you at the next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is your Pon the Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.